Hey everyone, welcome to the Hello Church Show. I am Justin Trapp. I'm Wade Bearden. We are so excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about humor and storytelling, and specifically an interview I had with a pastor slash stand-up comedian. It was it was really great. So we're going to broadcast it to you, and that's. Those types of people are few and far between, pastors and stand-up comedians. I know some pastors who think they're stand-up comedians when they aren't, uh, but but Garland is actually a stand-up comedian. You know, my wife has told me on several occasions, <laughs> she said, Justin, I believe in you. You can do anything that you put your mind to. Oh, no. Except be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Garland does a really good job, and uh, I'm excited to talk about that. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to add some comments and let us know how you... Your favorite knock-knock joke. Yeah, your favorite dad joke, uh, favorite email joke you open up your message with every week. I, I like to start with something funny. <laughs> and uh, tell us how you use storytelling and humor in your messages. We love to get those comments. And if you have not subscribed to us on YouTube, make sure to click that button. And then if you listen to us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to subscribe and then give us a rating and review that helps us get the word out on Hello Church. And we very much appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. And without further ado, let's hop into this interview with Garland Owensby. I am here with Garland Owensby. Garland is the Youth and Student Ministries Professor at Southwestern Assemblies of God University. He's also a stand-up comedian and frequent preacher at camps, conventions, and congregations across the country. Garland, I've known you for years, and I'm really excited to sit down and and chat with you for a few minutes. Uh, So thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. I, uh, I love talking with you, and we've already spent time just... Catching up on other things. So, <laughs> right before we great. rolled. So, uh, we're going to talk about humor and storytelling because you're talented in all these different areas. Uh, you're especially talented in those areas. And I, I want to just kind of mine that. And I think our viewers will really kind of just learn a lot about your process. So, uh, my first question is this how, how can humor help our sermons? And do we see in the Gospels Jesus using humor? as he's teaching and preaching. Yeah, I think one of the issues is people people think, okay, if I'm gonna use humor, then I, I've gotta be a stand-up comic. But our role, our job is to present the gospel in a way that's engaging. Mm-hmm. And engaging is just another word for entertaining. Mm-hmm. So my primary role isn't to be a comedian, my primary role is to engage my audience. And um, I, I thought this was interesting because I'd read it a while back and, and then I investigated and found the details. But the American Psychological Association, they had this whole study. And what they found is that students and people learn better when humor that is appropriate to the topic is included. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they're saying, you know, if, if a, a, a preacher is going to use humor, they can't just tell a joke. Yeah. The joke has to have something to do with the Begin story. Begin with a funny telling. email, right? <laughs> can't do right, that. right, right, right. Uh, so it's not the use of humor that makes you a, a better communicator. It's the appropriate use of that humor. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, people can look and uh, they say, well, you know, Jesus' message was serious. 
Well, that's because it's not like he had like this light. Okay, disciples laugh now, you know, mm-hmm. disciples clap, right? What we find is even though you do a, a concordant search for the word laughter, you're not going to find a bunch of uses of the word laugh or laughter that are, are actually even um, nice. A lot of them is they laughed with scorn or derision. But this goes back to understanding the historical cultural context, mm-hmm. which is this. Their sense of humor was different than ours. Mm-hmm. And, and and so Jesus, his sense of humor was based around wordplay. It was yeah. – uh, plus we're reading it in black and white. And so how do we know what the sounds, uh, the motions – I mean it wasn't Jesus just standing there. And so like I, <laughs> I use the example. He says uh, – when he says, you know, you shouldn't be like the Pharisees because when they pray – uh, they're, they're dismal or, you know, they make frowny faces. <laughs> and so can you imagine Jesus saying this? And what we want to think is, do not pray like the Pharisees. Well, what if he's like, you know, and, and he has the yeah. express or the he uses wordplay uh, like the example of the speck of dust, uh-huh. a sawdust in your eye. And he goes uh, or in someone else's eye and he goes, but you're, you're walking around with a plank and you know, who knows he swings around and yeah. hits her in the head or people uh-huh. are ducking. There's something about inappropriate humor that makes us feel that humor is inappropriate in the pulpit. Huh? Yeah. Our world, when they want to tell us a joke, it's probably going to be dirty, racist, you know, misogynistic, something but jesus was using humor he was just using it in a way that his people understood yeah and so he he was a great storyteller that way yeah and i love you know you you mentioned that story of the log and the speck of dust whenever i took a class with you oh probably like 12 years ago and (laughs) and now i've always remembered that and so when i when i'm you know reading through jesus's words just trying to trying to notice the irony of some of his sayings or possible sarcasm of some of his words. And it really kind of opens up this new communication style or vision of Jesus that that maybe I kind of missed before. Well, every, I I like to say that every emotion humans have, God has, except for, I, I believe, anxiety. Because anxiety is a fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so if I believe that God knows the future, he's not anxious about it. Yeah. But does God get jealous? Yes. Does God get angry? Yes. Does God get mm-hmm. sad? Yes. Does God laugh? Yes. What we have to do is not present an, an unemotional God, an unemotional Jesus, but we have to present the appropriate emotions we should have that Jesus has. Mm-hmm. So does Jesus laugh? He celebrates. The, the Greek word for celebrate is um, is where we get the word euphoria. Hmm. Well, when someone feels euphoric, they're not you – know, we present present the whole person, the whole emotional person of Jesus. Yeah. No, that's really good. And whenever I, I tell a joke and no one laughs, I don't think they get it. I'm like, you know what? I think God probably gets that. So yeah. he's laughing. <laughs> so tell me about a time – when one of your jokes didn't go so well during a sermon and then offer an example of a time when you felt like humor 
helped the audience understand what, what you were teaching from the Bible? I, I'll tell you, I had a joke and it, it later on somebody said, you know, that may have been offensive. Hmm. And this, this was it. I was talking about unity and I, I said, unity, uno entity. I said like, uno, it's the card game, you know, and you say, uno, and that means one. And then I, I followed up and I said, oh, you know, they sell the card game Uno in Mexico, but it's mm -hmm. called One. Mm -hmm. And then I said, ¿Cuántas uh, tarjetas tienes tú? One. And the person said, you know, I don't think people know that you speak Spanish. Yeah, and okay. All they do is they see a white middle-aged guy speaking in in Spanish but they don't know the context of where you've learned that and and because I was like why didn't anybody laugh and mm -hmm. said well you made them uncomfortable I'm like oh okay yeah that's why yeah yeah, no, yeah. that's good it, what about a time when you felt like humor really kind of helped people to understand what what you were trying to teach so I was, I was uh, preaching a sermon on how Paul says mm -hmm. we should make the most of every moment that we have or make the most of every opportunity uh, that's presented to us. And uh, I, so I, I was telling stories about my wife who I, I believe has like these Jedi powers that mm -hmm. she can ask for things and people give them to her. So yeah. uh, like she uh, she went to Florida to visit her brother, went to, to Chipotle, got to the cashier and said, I'm visiting my brother all the way here from Texas. And mm -hmm. I think you want to give me my burrito for free. Mm -hmm. And the cashier just said, okay. And another time she went to JCPenney and the woman said, mm -hmm. did you find everything you liked? And she said, well, I really like this dress, but I would like it more if you had a coupon for me. Uh -huh. And the woman just bent down, got a coupon. Beep. <laughs> and so I said, you know, why is it that the person in front of her paid full price for the burrito yeah. and full price for the dress and the person after her paid full price for theirs. I said, it was because they didn't ask. They uh -huh. didn't expect, they didn't look for the opportunity. Yeah. And uh, so then I follow it up because, uh, because theologically you gotta do the right thing. I followed yeah. up and said, um, she called me one time and said, babe, I'm getting pulled over. And I said, oh no, what, what were you doing? And she goes, I was speeding. I said, okay, well, is it, is it like a city police officer, somebody from in town, or is it a state trooper? And she goes, it's a state trooper. I said, okay. can you tell, are they male or female? She goes, they're female. I said, babe, you're getting a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, she hung up the phone and calls me back a few minutes later and she goes, I got a ticket. And I said, I told you you were going to. And she goes, but I asked. Uh -huh. and, I, and I said, you know what? I don't want my wife getting pulled over, but I want her to keep expecting and asking even if she doesn't get the results she wants. Uh -huh. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what Paul's saying to the church is ask. Mm -hmm. Ask and, and see what happens. And you know what? Sometimes God's going to give us something that's good. And other times he's going to say, thanks for asking. Mm -hmm. yep. And so that was an example of just using storytelling and humor in that uh, to get across a theological point that we are expected to ask, but we shouldn't expect that we're always going to get what we want. 
Yeah, no, that and that's a great example of how you know you have you have to be careful and you really have to, especially when you're using humor, uh, play off other people or or to give them examples beforehand so you know you're on track. But also how humor can be a tool. Uh, I do want to ask you this though: people who try too hard to be funny usually aren't funny. Yeah. So how can pastors try to use humor? But not try too hard. Right. I, I think the biggest piece of advice is just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are times I've told dad jokes mm-hmm. and somebody will go, oh, that was a dad joke. I say, I'm a dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can do that. No one is expecting their pastor to be a professional comedian. Yeah. They're expecting you to be a professional communicator. And good communicators use humor that sounds like it's their humor. Um, we all have a sense of humor. Just what makes you laugh? Um, I, I found that the people who, who say, well, I can't tell a joke. Well, I think they just haven't found how they are to tell a joke. Like, how does it come out naturally when they hear something funny? And honestly, if you're awkward at telling a joke... As long as your congregation recognizes that you know, mm-hmm. I think you're okay. So you it's play into it, yeah. It's like it's like the the person that can't dance and you just enjoy watching them dance because uh-huh. they have no shame <laughs> in the yeah. fact that they can't dance. Um, the other the other uh, advice that I've discovered is um, because I have a good sense of humor and I tell jokes, I have to be careful not to tell jokes. And I remember early on in ministry, I was almost to the altar call and just something popped in my head and I said it. Mm-hmm. I lost him. I was yeah. preaching to youth and I lost him and I couldn't get, I couldn't get the moment back. Yeah. And, um, that's where my, my wife was a big help. Cause she, she knows those moments. She can see it in my eyes. And she's <laughs> like, she no. holds up a stop sign. Just stop. No, <laughs> yeah. you can see it's coming. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk uh, also about storytelling. You're a really good storyteller. You, you fuse, fuse humor and storytelling together. Why do you think stories are key to helping people to understand and apply the Bible? Uh, Eugene Peterson, he has a, a book, uh, Christ Plays in 10,000 Places. And this one quote he has about narratives in the Bible, he said that narratives or stories are verbal acts of hospitality. Hmm. I, I really like they're verbal That's acts of hospitality. Yeah. yeah, because, okay, when you first meet someone, it's like, hi, what's your name? Where are you from? Where do you live? What do you do? It's, it's all very fact, 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 fact. Once we get to know the person, then we get, begin to, you know, well, let me tell you a story of something that happened to me. And then we share our feelings about that. Uh, and so if you look at it, God in Scripture, the majority of Scripture, uh, the, the, the majority literary genre is narrative. Hmm. You know, most of the Old Testament, narrative. How did he choose to express the person of Jesus Christ? Narrative in the Gospels. Uh, because people can empathize with a story or people can sympathize with stories. But a good storyteller will never end 
uh, with the audience feeling apathetic. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really good. And, uh, you know, I, I met someone um, a few years ago, and and they said, you know, I, I'm really good at preaching through the stories of the Bible. I'm, I am a storyteller, which, like you said, you're, you're there most of the time because most of the Bible is narrative. Uh, and they, but they're having trouble with, like, Paul's epistles and some of those other books. And I, I told them to think about those as if they, they are a story because they are. They're written to a particular group of people who are going through something in their lives and to tell it like it is a story, to try to bring out that story. I think that's powerful. Uh, I have one last question, and uh, I've talked to you about this before, so I did want to ask you in our interview so our listeners could benefit. But how can knowing the technical mechanics of jokes or storytelling help us to be better communicators? The, the, the mistake people make, and I, I don't think they do it on purpose, is when you hear a comedian, um, many times people think, oh, they're coming up with this as, as they're speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. somehow yeah. it's all spontaneous. Yeah. The, the gift that a lot of comedians will have and storytellers will have is they can tell a practiced joke, a joke where they have selected words, where they have edited, where they have practiced different ways, and they can tell it in a way that it sounds fresh. Hmm. I, I, I think most preachers would do well to rehearse their message in, in front of a mirror uh, and choose the words. So the mechanics, don't be afraid to memorize the joke. Uh, here's, here's what I know. If you try to use spontaneous humor, you're, you're likely uh, to say something you may regret. Mm-hmm. Um, you're likely to mess up a word and not realize you messed it up, and that's why no one laughed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the mechanics of memorization, the mechanics of editing, here's, here's another thing. Nobody wants to wait five minutes for a punchline. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so because of that, that's where the mechanics come in. Can I edit down this joke to just the core words and pictures that I need to get the point across. Nobody wants this rambling story. Uh, nobody wants a prolonged lead-in before you get to the actual joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or the one where, where people, uh, uh, the, they'll go, oh, wait, 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 I messed that up. Let me go back. Mm-hmm. Um, the the last, last thing I'll say about mechanics, um, whenever a student will come to me and go, oh, I've got a joke, you're really gonna like it, you're, you're gonna laugh. And I'll say, don't tell me that. Yeah. Just just let me. The whole point of laughter, it evokes a response that we weren't expecting to happen. Yeah. And, and that's what Jesus was doing in the Gospels when he would tell the story of the Good Samaritan. At the end, the people go, I could I could just hear him going, ha, no, no, you're kidding. A Samaritan? It's mm. it's getting caught in that moment. And, and so I find a lot of the humor I like is the humor I don't see coming. Hmm. Don't tell me it's a joke. Just tell me. Yeah. Uh, And I think pastors and preachers have that on their side because no one expects for a pastor to come up and just really kind of make them laugh. I guess if they know them for a while, maybe they'll expect that. When a stand-up comedian comes up, it's like, yeah, like that's Mm -hmm. what I came for. 
But when a pastor right. comes up and uses humor, it, it's very surprising. Garland, thanks for, so much for talking to us. Where can our viewers learn more about you and your ministry and how you blend not just preaching but also stand-up comedy together? Yeah, uh, my personal website is my name, uh, GarlandOwensby.com. Uh, also, I'm I'm on Pandora and Spotify. Uh, you can purchase stuff on iTunes or Amazon or any number of other uh, digital distributors. But um, uh, can I say one last thing? Just yeah. thinking about it. Uh, use your humor to unite people. Mm. You know, we're, we're like living that. in such a divisive society. Uh, there, there's a guy, he did a study. It, it's called the Warmth and Regard study. Okay. And uh, he said back in the 1990s, if you met somebody you agreed with on a scale of zero to 100, you put them at an 80. If you met somebody you disagreed with, you put them on a 60. Mm -hmm. Because the most recent study, when you meet somebody now, you put them at a 90. And you meet somebody you don't like, you put them on a 10. Wow. wow. Yeah. And the problem is that 10 is where you're saying they're evil. Hmm. And they want, they want to do me in. When we use humor in the church avoid the politics, avoid race jokes, avoid misogyny, you know, let's look at the fun aspects of life and bring that to unite us all because laughter is a great uniting factor. Well, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Wade and Garland Owensby. Uh, I love Garland. Yeah. Great insights. It's a whole lot of fun. He's always uh, someone just fascinating to talk to as a friend uh, and as a pastor. So that was, that was really great. So uh, if you are subscribed to our podcast or you listen to the podcast on iTunes, make sure you subscribe on Spotify, wherever you listen. And then of course on YouTube, mm-hmm. we'd love for you to subs- subscribe to our channel, turn the notifications on, ring the bell as they would say. <laughs> and, um, and uh, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And then I'm excited about the next episode. Yeah, so periodically on the show, we're going to be doing, oh, I guess essentially the like sermon series idea episodes. And in this next episode, we're going to be talking about the fall. And the fall is already a unique time in the church calendar. People are coming back from vacation. Mm-hmm. New visitors are visiting. But then also, we're Many churches are, are kind of coming back in general. Sure. And this is gonna they're gonna be meeting in person for the first time in a while. Some churches have already done that. Some are gonna be transitioning into that. So we're gonna be talking about a good sermon series to get you started for the fall. Yeah, what 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 type of sermon series will help you regain that momentum that mm-hmm. you had before before everything hit the fan in twenty twenty? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, you know, if you're gonna ask yourself what sermon what type of sermon series should we do, we're gonna be talking about that conversation so look forward to the next podcast we'll see you next time see you next time